there are different triggers for different kinds of people. And I think the one thing that you have to remember, especially now that you're in quarantine, there will be triggers that you didn't know existed before that all of a sudden you'll have to face now. Well, it's April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's, Bart. Happy, happy April Fool's. Thank God nobody pulled any, like, tried to be funny today. I know. Everyone knew the, that this needed to be a day of, you know, as much sensitivity as possible. But yeah, it was, uh, it was April Fool's and nobody, hopefully nobody pulled any pranks today. I mean, I was really hoping that somebody would, would go out and just go like, Hi guys, everything's just a joke. This is not 2020. Ta'al didn't erupt. You aren't experiencing a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> you, yeah. you aren't all suffering. Oh my gosh. Isn't it funny that one-fourth of the year is already done? I know. It, it, it feels like I've spent three years just trying to survive in the past what four months that uh, mm-hmm. that that we've been um, experiencing 2020, and April is actually pretty special because not only is it Hannah, my best friend, in New York's birthday, she has the same birthday as my husband. Oh, Wancho. that's awesome! Yeah, so um, it's a very special month, and I've I've actually started messaging players from Miami Heat asking for video greetings. Wala pang nagreply sa kanila. Desperate piece of times. advice. Piece of advice. Maybe go through a, uh, an agent. I, I don't know. Try and find who the agents are. They or like their talent agencies. That might be the easiest way to go through it. How do because you get? We, how do you find the agents of these basketball players, though? Google, girl. Okay. All fine. their all their information is there anyway. I just want to welcome everybody to March thirty second, uh, the first time ever that we've done, <laughs> we've ever gone into March thirty two. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been pretty weird. Like today, I I did not want to cook, so it was the first time that I had food delivered to my house. Uh, so that was that was fun. I worked out. I cleaned my windows to my house because I was just like, I, there's I feel like I've done everything already. So I cleaned the windows. Okay. I didn't know. I don't. I don't know if anyone has ever said that. Like, I'm so bored. I cleaned my windows. I think. But hey, here yeah, we are. people are doing that right now. And and um, kung nagawa nga yung mga fake vacations. Eh, did you see those? In the first two weeks of quarantine, people were already creating content. Like, wow, guys, welcome to my kitchen. Woo, gumagano na sila. So I think cleaning your windows is still kind of on the same radar of things. Parts. Nice. The worst problem. The worst part about it, though, is I live in a condo. So the fact that. <laughs> I cleaned my windows. It was dangerous to my life. And I don't, live on like, I don't live in like a, a low floor. I live on a pretty high floor. So it was it was pretty, you know, life-threatening to, to just for my OCD. You know, I never really looked outside my windows and said, you know what? They need to be cleaned. And I did. And I did. I think that just goes to show that there are a lot of things that people are starting to do now because of the quarantine. And we really wanted to create this episode because I feel like, we both feel like, Aaron and I feel like, there are certain important aspects of the quarantine that people are not talking about. Like, how is your mental state? How is your, your not just your physical state? Because obviously, we have to take care of our physical state because we are going through a pandemic crisis. But... 
I think a lot of people are are also quietly, silently suffering through difficulties handling their mental health and also their emotional health, right, Bart? To, yes, to be to be completely honest, and I, I think that that's one thing that I love about this podcast that we're doing or whatever you want to call it, um, is, is that we're always honest with each other. And I, I have been suffering from my depression for quite a while now. Um, it's, it's been there. For the longest time, I didn't give it any, any, didn't pay any mind to it. I always, oh, no, it's, I'm, it, I mean, it can't happen to me. I mean, I, I'm, I have no reason to be sad or anything like that. But eventually I came around and I noted, and I noted, and I gave in, and I realized that, you know, there's nothing wrong with this aspect of our lives. And this was all before this quarantine and before this lockdown. And now that, you know, and, you know, in time I was able to, to really, I guess, learn to live with it because you don't, you, you never get rid of it. Yeah. So you just learn how to live with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, now being what, day 18, day 19, I don't know, uh, of this, of this quarantine life, it really is hitting a lot harder um, than usual, mainly because I can't, um, I can't really, because Joyce knows me, when whenever I get, you know, really stricken with my anxiety and my depression, I take a deep dive into work and I can't do that now. Yeah. And it's, it's getting very difficult. Um, and nobody, no, I I don't live with anybody. So it's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what I've been doing the past few weeks, especially because I have a couple of friends who I know, um, are, are battling with mental health illness. I would message them and check up on them. And I think that's one thing that we ought to be doing. If you are someone listening to this podcast and you don't necessarily relate because you're not going through the same things that we are, um, the most important thing that you can really do for people who are suffering through that is to just constantly check up on them. Don't even, Mm -hmm. don't even make it about their mental health illness or anything like that just really show concern and care for these people because the problem i think now with quarantine that a lot of people are facing is isolation and when you talk about mental health illness the worst thing that you can really um, give to someone who's suffering through um, battling with their thoughts is isolation and i was talking to one of my good friends yesterday and we were just discussing it like why is this quarantine so hard for people with depression and anxiety right and you're saying that the usual things that you use to distract yourself that's going to church going to the gym watching movies hanging out with your friends all of those things are all of a sudden stripped from you and you have to battle it out alone like you have to deal with your thoughts alone or if, for example, man, you're like me, you're you're somebody who's depressed and anxious, but then you do have a partner in life, you have your husband or your or your wife, and the the struggle man becomes how do I keep explaining to the person that I live with that this is something that you can't really fully understand. Like this is just something that you deal with day by day, moment by moment. And so things as simple as um you know, Aaron and I were talking about it. The, the reason why we wanted to to do this episode is because it's it's something that we're currently going through. And now my depression is really like I I'm just asleep the whole day, and I'm not the type to do that. You know me, parts. I'm super yeah. active. Once I wake up, I I have 
you know, my, my husband tells me I'm the most productive person he knows because the minute I start working, I just continuously work. Um, but now I'm in that season of depression where I wake up really early, 7 a.m. I do what I need to. And then between like 9 to 12, I'm sleeping. I have lunch and then 1 to 2, I, I, I sleep again. And so I think it's, it's, it's really, it's really tough on a lot of people now. Yeah, I I wanted to ask you about that because I mean I, I guess it's it's a great way that we can talk about it this way. I mean, there's so many different types of of situations right now for people that are dealing with mental illness, but it's at least good that we have two different kinds right now. Somebody that is alone in quarantine, locked down with nobody else in their house, and then somebody who is newly married, somebody mm-hmm. that is with someone there. So I, I know how my is going and I'll dive into mine first but how is it with you that you know usually because like when with me whenever I feel depressed I you know I distance myself from other people because I don't like being that that type of energy around other people mm, yeah. how, how is it with you where you can't really distance yourself from somebody from anyone else because that person is stuck with you in your house I mean it's tough I think you know, you have to kind of balance indulging yourself and at the same time being responsible enough to be kind to the person that you're living with to not keep them in the dark. So on the first part of indulging, quote unquote, myself, I, I allow myself to want to be alone. I allow myself to be masunget sometimes. I allow myself to be moody and to sleep and to and to just kind of binge on the emotions that I have because I've, you know, struggling with depression my whole life. I've realized that the more that I... I try to dispose of it, the worse it becomes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will make sense to people who don't suffer through depression, but really, the more that you fake happy your way through depression, the worse it becomes. And the best way to, for me, that, that I've dealt with it when I stopped drinking my, my, my medicine. And, and I know that for some people, we're not saying that these are, we're not, obviously, we're not doctors. We can't say no, that not, no. these are things that you should be doing when you have depression. Obviously, there are people who need medicine. There are people like myself who can get off it and are also better off it. Um, but yeah, I, I indulge myself. You know, I, I let myself be. And in the first few days and few weeks that Wancha and I were, were quarantined together and I was going through this, it was really hard for him because he didn't quite understand what it was. Parang, mm-hmm. it became about him. Like, what am I doing wrong? What mm-hmm. am I lacking? How am I not treating you well? Why are you like this, right? And so, I think apart from indulging yourself and allowing yourself to be, when you have a partner and you, you're married especially, the most important thing that you can do for your partner is to explain to them that, hey, this is not your fault. This is not something that's a reaction from the way that you're treating me. I am just like this. This is something that I'm going through. And then it's it's a discussion that you can have that this is what mental health illness looks like. It, it looks like your your wife who is okay and is working and is high functioning and who can cook you a meal and then the next moment is just feeling worthless and 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 wants to spend the rest of her afternoon sleeping and so my husband is is very good in that he started to really understand to respond to me moment by moment wherein if in this moment i need someone to talk to me he talks to me if in the next moment i need someone to get out of my sight he gets out of my sight if in the next moment i need coffee he gives me coffee you just i think that's what you have to explain to the people around you right you have to just take it moment by moment yeah, and I, I there's one word there that I, you know, a lot of people might not know that there is such a thing as called 
that is known as high-functioning depression. Because mm -hmm. people might simply associate depression as just, okay, somebody is feeling low or, you know, they're lethargic or something like that. And, and that's it. No, there are a lot of high-functioning depressed people. And that's why there are a lot of people with depression that you might not know have depression. Mm -hmm. Because they, they act like they don't have it. But deep down inside, when, you know, that dark cloud comes over and it has been happening... I, for me, I, I, like, I would like to say that it, it's been happening more often now. Um, now, more recently, within the past maybe four or five days, uh, that or maybe three, four, yeah, three, four or five days, that it's been like really, really somewhat crippling to, yeah. to some extent where you, you tell yourself, okay, you know, we have to get moving. We need to do something. We need to you know, get going and then you find yourself just laying down in bed and you're right, just falling to sleep because you would rather have it that, you know, if I don't do anything, I can't mess this up. Yeah. Because that's how my depression hits me. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about every, anybody else, but with my depression is I always feel like everything that I am doing is makes situations worse mm. because of my depression. Like, people don't like me because of the way that I am. But the thing is, the way that I am is because of my depression. And that's the reason why people don't like me. See, there's like a, a whole, like, sick cycle that goes around in my head whenever I go through these battles. It's funny because the, the, this is the first time I'm, I'm ever talking this in-depth about it with, with you, Joyce. Because, I, I, I mean, I've talked to doctors about it before. But, I mean, you know, not in this level of conversation with you. So I guess it, this, this feels pretty good as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, and when you have nothing else to do and you're stuck in your head and like, for me, there's nobody else here. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly looking back at every single situation in my head that plays over and over and over again, that I think that, you know, that causes and brings up my, my anxiousness and my, my depression. And what I do is I just, I just wait for it to die over. Like, I don't know what to do sometimes, but that's just the way that this quarantine life is. I can't, I can't stand up and go to the gym and just be like, okay, I'm just going to work this off and, you know, walk and walk a bit or something. I, I can't do that. And I just, I mean, it's sometimes it, like I said, it just gets so crippling. Yeah, that's right. So, um, let, let's talk about it first. Um, what's, what is your trigger? I think let let's go through this episode as if we are in a session, oh, our nice, therapy nice, session, nice. and and I think we want to walk our listeners through uh, mental health during the quarantine season by first identifying what are your triggers, mm -hmm. how do you avoid or control those triggers, and how do we take care of our mental health while we're still all stuck at home? I'll start with myself. My trigger yeah. will have to be just constantly reading the news. And this is such an easy trigger to, to face and battle with because news is everywhere. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not just on Twitter. It's, it's not just on Facebook now, Instagram, but the mga group chats nyo on Viber, right? Or on whatever messaging app you have. It's always about the things that are going wrong in the world. And you're constantly bombarded with information that just 
sparks your anxiety and sparks your depression. And I go from a feeling of helplessness wherein I don't know how to help these people and then to a feeling of anxiety wherein I don't know what's going to happen next. And then it eventually just rolls over and starts another season of depression for me. How about you, Parts? Have you identified your triggers? I have many triggers. Uh, I I have sociological triggers like the one that you talked about where it's the things that are around me that I feel helpless, that I, I wish I could do things to, to help people more than what we've already done so far. Uh, and then there are individual triggers where it's like, you know, sometimes you'll see one thing on, on social media and you can't help but, you know, compare it to yourself. Mm-hmm. or And then you think back at, you know, at what might have been a cause that that did not happen for you, that something might have stopped you from reaching the happiness that you thought that you were going to get and the, the happiness that you wanted, that you want in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have different triggers depending on so many different things. Uh, I guess, you know, that's something that my, my doctor told me. <laughs> like whenever <laughs> I would talk to, to her before, she'd always be like, hey, Eric, you need to calm down a little bit. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I should. I really should. But yeah, I mean, it's... There are no right or wrong triggers. I don't know. There might be people that may be listening to this and think, you know, like, you know, know, I I shouldn't feel bad because of these things. No, no. My depression should not be triggered because of these things. Whatever triggers, triggers it. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Yeah, before, um, when my anxiety was actually pretty bad, I had... uh, the the most mundane and debilitating triggers. For example, I was a triathlete, but a trigger for my anxiety was swimming. I couldn't swim wow. yeah, in the water because I felt like I was drowning. Another trigger that I had was driving. Driving at night. And I was a race car driver. But, but then all of a sudden, my anxiety was so bad that I had to pull over. My trigger was being in the dark. Like, I couldn't watch movies in a movie house. I couldn't be in, in airplanes. Or I had a really bad season of anxiety wherein my trigger was reading books. And so I would be reading books. And my anxiety was my brain couldn't figure out if the thought that was going on was the book that I was reading or a separate thought that I had. Wow. As in the worst anxiety. To take away reading from you seems, you know, that should be punishable by law. (laughs) Exactly. The only joy I I had in life, right? So I, I feel like, Yeah, you're right. There are different triggers for different kinds of people. And I think the one thing that you have to remember, especially now that you're in quarantine, there will be triggers that you didn't know existed before that all of a sudden you'll have to face now. Um, I, I would, I would suggest this to my friends because my doctor also suggested it that you have to start to lessen your um, coffee intake or anything that um, brings your heart rate up. Because if it brings your heart rate up, it starts your anxiety. Tapos physical lang siya, tapos nagtutuloy-tuloy na siya, right? So I think what we have to realize is the, the triggers will be different now because we are in an entirely different environment, right, Parts? I absolutely agree. And I think that that was the one thing that I started doing, I think it was it was yesterday because when... It was funny because you brought it up at the, the tail end of the episode yesterday and I was having like a huge, huge 
like fit with my with my big D. That don't take that the wrong way. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We have an episode that's entitled that. Oh, the big okay. D. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it was it was. I was trying to find out what were the new triggers that I had, and it was funny because like one of the main triggers I had, and it it was so scary for me was whenever I would do household chores. Why? Because what did because you feel? It, it felt like I was cleaning things, mm. but my I couldn't clean the things that has happened to me in my past. It's like I could control these things and I wanted to be able to control the, the other things in my life, but I, but obviously I can't. And that led that uh, leads to my anxiety at the moment. And then that leads into my depression. So it, it's, I, I don't know. And that was never a problem before. Like I could clean my house, I could cook, I could do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it would never come up as, you know, something that would come across in my head. But now it's, it's not exactly the same way. So that's why I cleaned my windows today because I wanted to give it a, I wanted to, you know, combat that. I, I cannot be debilitated by the fact that doing this causes me to start thinking that way. And it still popped in and I was like, nope, no, Aaron, no, we're just cleaning. We're just cleaning the house. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all we're doing. That's all it is. And I took, I took my breathing exercises. I relaxed a little bit without telling myself to relax and I was able to continue to clean all the rest of the windows in my house Mm -hmm. that's right Uh, so I I guess from our triggers we now go into how do we better take care of our mental health now that we're going into quarantine right and you did the right thing wherein you identified what was the root of that trigger most of the time the triggers that we have are just um, it, it, it's really just the surface of like a deep-rooted issue that we have within ourselves. Um, to tell you a bit of a story with Wancho and I before, when we were still engaged, uh, he was in my condo, he was hanging out for lunch, and then he booked a grab without telling me, and he only told me that yung grab niya andyan na when it arrived already. And okay. I blew up, as in talagang, I blew up, like I was so furious at him, like, why the heck would you do that? As in talagang, ah, why? And Wancho being aware of my anxiety, and it was obvious, I was having an anxiety attack, like, as in talagang, a fit of rage, ganung levels. And so we sat down, and I was crying na, and then I prayed, I was trying to ask God, like, Lord, what, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so mad at him for booking a grab? He's just booking a grab to go to school. And then we realized, parang God revealed to us, that the reason why I felt that way was because I've been abandoned before. And I felt like him booking that grab without telling me was him abandoning me. And my fear, my deep-rooted fear was being left without any control, right? Because that happened with with my parents or, or, or the other experiences that I had. And so when we identify that, you know, parang gets like we kind of understood that these triggers are just deep rooted problems or deep rooted issues that we have to address. So I think that 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 goes into our like you know how do you better take care of yourself now that you're in isolation and that we're battling through myriads of of mental health issues. Parts for you for someone who's isolated, you're at home, you can't see your friends, you can't see your family. What are you doing to better take care of yourself? Oh man. 
I I try to I don't know. Uh, I try to exercise. I watch a lot of comedy. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I I guess I've always associated comedies and like I watch a lot of stand up mm-hmm. stuff like that. When when I hear people laughing, it makes me feel like and and I'm laughing along. It makes me feel like I'm included in something. So that's why I like watching like sitcoms because there's like a laugh track and stuff like that or watching stand-ups because you can hear the laughing of a community. I I've I don't know. It one of I guess if you're one of your biggest deepest rooted, you know, insecurities and parts of, that triggers your anxiety is being left mine is being left alone. Mm. Uh I I didn't grow up with a lot of friends. I didn't grow up um in the cool crowd. I still haven't found the cool I'm never I've never been part of the cool crowd and I just I I grew up from broken home and all that and my brother was my only like my only constant friend all throughout my life so I think that that was like the one thing that I have always kept going with me it's like I always needed to have the approval of friends mm-hmm. or felt like I had friends around me and it hurts even more now when you're in isolation and you feel like you know okay I'm really am alone so i guess the one thing that i do is i would text i would text you you know i texted you to the point where i texted you let's do this like i wanted to do this to really help me with my mental health yeah to be able to have a conversation with somebody when you have 23 and a half hours a day not having a conversation with somebody those 30 minutes are such are are considered gold in your life Mm -hmm. For me right now, the, the 30 minutes, 30, 45 minutes that we're talking, both on and off the show, are really just like a breath of fresh air that I have not had in so long. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will hold, I hold that very deep. So if you guys, you know, feel like you're alone and you want to be able to have a conversation with someone, find your best friend. Mm-hmm. Find someone or your, your, someone from your family or who knows? It might be a stranger. Like, it might be somebody that you might not have thought of having a conversation with. And that alone might be a great conversation just to give you peace of mind. I know. You know, I, I that just brings me to a tweet or an Instagram story that I saw this morning that said, thank you, Aaron and Joyce, for keeping us company. And so you can keep us in the background. Yeah. You know, we'd love yeah. to to be com- to be your company. And Aaron made such a good point there. We're in, this is the time really for people to start reaching out. Right. If you are the type of person that feels like you are not well when you're not surrounded by friends, that's totally fine. Acknowledge and accept that trigger. And then all of a sudden, try to imitate real life through digital life. So reach out to people this way. Take a video call and and spend 30 to 45 minutes a day with them. Even if it's five to 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. two to five minutes, just if your trigger is that you are alone. If you have anyone in your life and if you, you know, just try to have a bit of a conversation to bring in some new fresh air and, and to some extent, just a brand new voice to your environment. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's funny that when, if you really think about it, the only, if like for me, the only voice I hear, an actual voice (laughs) with my ears (laughs) without headphones on is myself. So to hear anyone else's voice and I think that that's why a lot of people are, are, you know, watching a lot of stuff on Instagram and watching, you know, because it's a, it's a way to feel connected. Yeah. But that, again, it's still different when it's connected to 
uh, an influencer or or you know a, a a brand or something like that. It's very different from talking to somebody that means something to your life or could mean something to your life. Yeah, very important, very important note. Another thing that I think could help you, uh, could help all of us now that we're, we're stuck in quarantine and we're battling with our mental health, really is to uh, be more mindful of the way that you treat your body because everything that you do with your body affects your mind. So mm-hmm. what Aaron was saying earlier where he takes breathing exercises, you know, you can search YouTube and, and take five to ten minutes of just breathing exercises in the morning and at night or whenever you feel anxious. Even if you don't feel anxious, unahan mo na yung depression at anxiety mo and start to feel good already and start those endorphins going for you with breathing and exercise. You, Aaron started doing yoga and we were laughing about it, but it's, exactly. it's really important that you do these things, that you take care of your body and try things out that will really pump endorphins in your blood to help you deal physically with the mental things that you're going through. For me personally, I take every morning, I told this to our part of our house rules namin dito sa Casa okay. Trevino. Oh, may, 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 ano na, may, may mga addendum oh, na. Oh, meron na, <laughs> meron na tayong addendum dito. Additional, ito na. Merong first 30 minutes of the day should be spent with God. So the first 30 minutes of our day, we... I, what I do is I delete my Instagram, my Facebook, all of my social apps at night. By 9 wow. p.m., I delete it already to make sure that I don't aimlessly scroll. And then it's going to be deleted until around 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. the next day. How that helps me is when I wake up, the first thing that you that I do, and I'm sure this is what you do also, right? You grab your phone and you're so curious. You see what's happening on social media. What did I miss out on when I was sleeping? And so I I realized that that was also a trigger for me. I was consuming too many things, too much information. So I deleted it. And then after that, 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. when I wake up, the first 30 minutes to an hour of my day is dedicated to just I pray. I listen to praise and worship music. I journal. And then I read a book in that order. Like, And when you spend that one hour with God, really just aligning um, your spiritual your spiritual life with the Lord, and then eventually kind of feeding your brain by reading a book and journaling, it changes your mood, I promise you. Before you even start scrolling on Instagram, on your socials, it really changes your mood. So, ha- yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, do you know? Uh, okay, question for me is, uh, again, I've been talking about how it's, how it's like being alone. How, how is it to, to, like, how do you explain to Wancho, how did you explain to Wancho that, you know, when you go through that, when, when you're going through your fits? Yes, I, you said a while ago that, that he knows when you want to be, he, you want him around. He knows when, but what were the things that you said? Like, how did you explain it? Because I think that there, we might be in an, in a time where people, you know, People might look at, okay, if I have mental illness, I can get away with a lot of things. Mm. But that's not necessarily the case. So like, what do, what do you tell Wancho when you're having your, your bouts? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make. It shouldn't be the case that, that when you do have mental health illness, that you just expect everybody to deal with it, quote unquote. And I, and I, and I think, you know, that's, that's usually the route that, and, and understandably so, you know, mental health, illnesses are very difficult to deal with and thinking of how others are affected by it is not really 
your second nature because you're so busy trying to survive on your own and making sure that you're not doing anything stupid to hurt yourself. And so, parang wala, hindi mo may isip na, teka, kailangan ko nga palang alagaan yung tao na nasa paligid ko, di ba? But I've hurt my a lot of people enough in my life by not explaining to them what I'm going through. And so I didn't want to do that to Wancho. And um, it, it, it was difficult the first few times that we were, even when we were still dating and I was having bouts of depression, I didn't know how to explain it to him. And so we just ended up fighting. We ended up fighting because I was being masunget or excessively, quote-unquote, moody. As in, parang magugulat na lang siya na. I was such a happy person yesterday daw. And the running joke now in the household is that he's married to 19 different women. Because, yeah. Yeah. Which is something that you used to say. Right? Yes, I really did. And I told him that. I told him that. I was like, I have a list of all of the different personalities that Joyce has. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and and that's what he's. It's embarrassing and and funny at the same time, but that's what he's saying now. Like, sabi niya na lang sa akin one day. You know, it's an adventure. Every day, I don't know which Joyce I'm gonna get. And so, yeah, yeah. But but how I explained it to him was, I planned out. I I I I told him. You know, I I told him the love. I I'm going through depression. This is what depression looks like. It's not. It's not how you might view it. We're in talagang. You know, some people are medyo mas, mas expressive where and they cry, diba? they have these fits. The, the feeling of depression really is just the feeling of worthlessness and, and not, you know, it sounds so cheesy, but it's not having a zeal for life. You just, you just don't feel like living. And, and it goes from that to having suicidal thoughts and, and, and back and forth and back and forth and, and it's and it's difficult, but you know, I, I praise God because we're both Christians. And so Wancho understands how to deal with me, not just physically or mentally or emotionally, but he also prays for me. And praying really does make everything different. When when your husband prays for you, when your husband prays that you're better, when your husband prays for wisdom for himself to understand how he should deal with you. It changes everything, and more than anything, that's I think that's what it really is. Um, the reason why I've I've become better with dealing with my depression was I started to understand and accept that I am not the one in control. If God allows for me to have depression, God allows it. Everything that I went through in my past, God has allowed according to His sovereign will and grace. And if I believe what the Bible says, we're in everything that has happened. In your life, whatever happened, whatever is happening, whatever will happen is allowed by the God who loves you. Then everything is going to turn out well. And so by having that foundation and that same foundation that Wancha and I have, we kind of, we understand each other. We don't necessarily, you know, we haven't perfected it. I don't think we have. We still fight about it. We still have moments where we're not able to deal with it the way that we'd want to, but it's much better every day and that's what i always say right it's baby steps steps forward baby steps forward that's that's all we really need yeah i i completely agree with that if you guys aren't fighting that means that you're not talking about it yeah oh my gosh have we talked about that so excessively i've never met anyone who wants to talk so much about the problems like (laughs) can't we just sweep it under the rug like normal people God, and it's so funny because oh man, I remember, I remember the days when Joyce would be like, 
I just want somebody who will communicate with me and just want to hear about the things that I have problems with. Ayan. I didn't know what I was asking Ayan. for parts. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, I didn't understand it. Okay, so hopefully those things will really help people out, you know. Yeah. Or, and and also, here's another thing. It's okay to laugh, ha? It's okay to laugh at your misery. I think that people have lost their sense of humor when it comes to their, um, to the things that they're going through and when it comes to the things that are going through in the world. Like, somebody, they really take their, 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 sadness and their you know so deeply that they forget to laugh about it and i've just i've learned to find the humor in things and and it's helped me i don't know with you parts if if you feel the same way <laughs> uh, i mean i know i know when to laugh at it i know when to acknowledge it mm-hmm. i think i think um laughing at it it there's a certain timing that, that you can that you can get with Mga it. 10 minutes and, lang it's back to reality ulit. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then you'll be like la la because I'm sitting here I'm like walking around like man I can't believe I felt bad about that a while ago. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm awesome. Like What was I what was I sad about, man? I'm awesome. And then like 3 minutes later I'm like <laughs> Oh my god. Sobra. Yeah. Yeah, I mean so if anyone is is out there and you know you're wondering if you're why why your depression is hitting a little bit harder now or why you know like is anyone else going through the same thing yes everyone else is going through their own heightened battles of this right now it's i i think i don't want to say that it's different i don't want to say that it's stronger i'll even take away the heightened um, I'll, I I want to go back to what Joyce said a while ago, where it is it is a different world that we're living in. We knew how to fight it before. Mm-hmm. We knew how to live with it in the world that we were living in back what a month ago. <laughs> but now things are are different, and we need to learn how to cope and and not fall victim to everything that is going on in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, like Joyce said a while ago, she's been like on point all throughout the show today. It's about finding what the triggers are. And, and, and when you do that, when you find that, everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Everything, you, what, whatever it is that you know triggers it, everything else on making sure that your mental health is going to be at a higher level will be so much easier to tackle. That's right. And... And, you know, one of the best things also to help you with your mental health state is not just to focus on what you're going through, but also to reach out to others and ask them how you can help. Um, compassion and and caring for others, for some reason, changes the way that your brain works. The more that you focus on helping others and to bringing them joy also, the more that you love on others, the more that you check up on them, the more that you will also get better. So once you, you know, you have the energy to to take care of yourself, okay, gonna start reaching out to the people who you know are struggling or even not just people who are struggling, maybe just friends who you know are 
you know, living in Manila, tapos yung family nila, nasa province, di ba? Who are living alone, people who just went through a breakup, people who are going through things right now, start reaching out to those people and start striking up conversations, sending them memes, you know, giving them Netflix suggestions, telling them to listen to the show, um, and, and really just connect with them. Cause at the end of the day, we're, we're really just, we're all in this together. Everyone is going through the same battle as in. It is. It is so funny that we are all in this together, being alone. <laughs> alone together. Deva. So, you're. I know physically we're alone, but again, we're all here. If anybody wants to talk, you know, I got a lot of time. You begin to add your cell phone number in Erin Atayde at zero nine one seven. Actually, I want to give a shout out to somebody. So somebody was. Um, this this brightened my day today. It was. Absolutely amazing. Um, where is that? So, somebody messaged me on Instagram. Uh, just a clo- I, I, and this was amazing. So she goes, "My cousin and I love listening to you and Joyce on Adulting with Joyce Spring." And my cousin made a poem for you uh, out of your last episode wow. last Saturday. Hey, a, let's stop jumping from one Netflix show to another and binge How I Met Your Mother together. Let's chill out at a coffee shop and read a book or two. Write in our journals and our monthly sanity review. Let's go to yoga and gym, but have mercy on me, please, so that you can teach me basketball and how to properly shoot those threes. Let's share Spotify playlists and sing our hearts out in traffic. Listen to some podcasts, and uh, we'll take turns to pick. And my favorite of all, I hope that this is yours too. Let's have, let's eat Vienna sausage and pancit canton. Finish a bottle of rosé moscato and merlot and have conversations till the break of dawn. That was so oh freaking my gosh. sweet. Wait, lang. that was so sweet. Kinilig akio. That was that was kinilig so awesome. Ka? So, oh, you <laughs> That was so sweet. Please, lang guys, if you're gonna send things like that, please follow up because my best friend is marupok. And, and uh, if you're gonna send things like that, uh, send it also to Joyce so that she has bala. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, guys. That was so sweet, oh, right? That is super sweet. I love that. Thank you. I loved it. Thank Brightened you. up my day. It was so it was so cool. Thank you to everybody that again that's been reposting and, and saying that they're listening and laughing at our stupidity and and you know it it really does mean a whole lot. A lot more than a lot of people think. Yeah, definitely. And we're having so much fun uh just creating these episodes for you guys daily. So if you do have topics or messages or poems like mm-hmm. that that you'd like poems. for us to feature oh. on the episode, please do let us know at Erna Titan at Joy Spring. But I think that's pretty much it. Do you have any other yeah. thing that you'd like to add, Parts? No, I'm I'm completely good. I I I read my poem. Uh-huh. I'm fine. Okay, kana. Meron ka ng poem, eh, no? Yeah. Uh-huh. Ikaw, may poem ka ba? May poem ka ba? Wala akong poem, eh. Wala akong uh-huh. maisip. Ngayon yung poem ko kanina umaga na pinost ko dun sa private eye, sa Finsta ko. Uh-huh. Nakita mo naman, eh. Nakita ko naman. It's, nakita it's about sadness. <laughs> yes. Sadness. Sadness. So let's not, uh, let's not end the episode on that. But we want to remind yeah. each and every one of you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you are valued, you are loved, you are made in the image of God, and that in itself gives you intrinsic value. And so we pray and we hope that you keep fighting to stay healthy, not just in the physical sense, but in the emotional, in the spiritual sense of it. Because at the end of the day, 
that's really what matters most. But everything else in this world is fleeting except the soul that is in you. And that soul is valuable, whatever the circumstances are. So we love you. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to laugh. And don't forget to laugh. And that's it for this episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, go to www.joyspin.com. And if you want to support the podcast, go to patreon.com slash adultingwithjoyspring. I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam!